live and local weekdays at 3 with Patrick Lapp, Information 1000 KSOO. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. And we are going to spend a few minutes now talking about wind power. Oh, our old friend wind power out here on an uh, appropriately breezy day on the Great Plains. We're chatting with John Purcell. He is Vice President of Wind Energy Lico Steel. Uh, Mr. Purcell, thanks for joining us for, uh, on a, what is a lovely day Breezy, from your perspective, out here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Thank you very much for having me. And, uh, yeah, we love it when the wind is blowing, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So you're involved with a group that is trying to raise uh, some red flags regarding the Republican tax plan and the some changes to the way the tax credit works for wind producers. Can you explain to uh, our listeners and me what's what's going on here? Yeah, so when the tax reform bill came out, um, it was definitely a change to the agreement that we made uh, back in 2015 in a bipartisan way with Congress to extend the, pa- uh, the production tax credit for wind, but in a, in a, in a phase-out of our tax credit, we agreed to the phase-out. So in, in, a, in essence, we kind of tax reformed ourselves mm-hmm. back in t- 2015 with Congress. So you guys said, look, uh, th- that tax credit has, has it, it's been in place, it's been taken out, it gets put back in, and it, it's made for a very uh, difficult environment f- sometimes for wind producers over the years. So you said in 2015, look, we don't want to fight about this all the time, every time. This is our plan for getting rid of it. Everybody agreed, right, to, to phase Correct. it out over five years. That's what I'm hearing. So that in 2020, it'd be gone, right? C- Correct. But they, yes. not only are they getting rid of it, they're going to go back and charge you for the old stuff? Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, there is. There's some retroactive parts of the changes that are being proposed in the tax bill, and certainly some things, uh, taking out some of the things we're all agreed to back in, in 2015. So it does change things materially. And, you know, um, let me just suggest to you quickly that you and your listeners go to powerofwind.org, and there's certainly a call to action if your listeners and mm-hmm. are, are, are inclined to do so. But, yes, so we have, um, if this were to become law, we would lose roughly 60,000 factory and construction jobs, and you have 2,000 of them right there in South Dakota, of which, you know, um, Lico Steel has um, certainly shipped a lot of steel into the wind industry over the last 12 uh, years or so, and it allowed us to make a $6 million investment right there in Brandon, South Dakota, mm-hmm. just outside of Sioux Falls there. And so we have a lot of stake, and the wind industry in general has a lot of stake, and we did make a pretty bold step back in 2015 to go to Congress to say, look, you're absolutely right, Patrick. When we have business uncertainty, businesses cannot invest in our brand of electricity generation. So we, we did take that step, and we tax-reformed ourselves to give us the certainty we'd need in order to get to a time frame, excuse me, that we felt that we would have the technology and the efficiency and the cost to where we could compete without it. Yeah, because John Purcell, he is vice president of Wind Energy at Lico Steel. So, because the the cost, the efficiency of the wind industry and the solar industry, for that matter, but the wind industry has the costs have come down to the point where you're beginning to be able to be competitive just without any tax breaks, right? I mean, that's, that's the future that we see just over the horizon. 
that is the future. And, you know, look, Patrick, when we go through, we, we do the polling in states like yourself. I'm a conservative business person. I've been working for a very conservative industry all my life. We go out and we do some polling out in the center of the country where there's a lot of rural communities, a lot of conservative folks. And they are for wind in a, in a big way. And it's becoming, you know, 80% of the people we poll are for more wind energy. And we know that in order to be able to fulfill that, we have to be able to be cost competitive. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. We have taken tremendous cost out, especially over the last 10 years, to the point where in certain markets, wind energy is actually the low-cost producer with or without PTC. So without the credit or with it, we're getting to that point where we can stand on our own we just knew we needed a few more years to do it. And unfortunately, um, this House has taken it uh, on itself to remove that agreement that we had back in 2015, which will make it very difficult for um, businesses to continue to invest. And right now we have $50 billion of investment across the country that is already ready to go. And it's at risk with, as you mentioned, the retroactive nature of some of this, as well as, you know, really um, taking, you know, taking the deal we made. And really it was a tremendous effort on a bipartisan way to make that deal in 2015. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're asking is just to keep the deal we made. What exactly are the tax credits for? What are, what are you getting the credit for doing? So it's just essentially a tax credit for the, the, the folks who invest in the project. So they're able to take a, a credit against their tax year um, by investing in that wind farm. So mm-hmm. it's just a simple, so it is a tax break to the investor, okay? And that has been allowed the technology, much like other forms of electricity generation got uh, throughout the years. And so when it was a new technology, it was something that we you know, were given to uh, help our industry grow and thrive. And so we now know after all the years we've had wind energy, excuse me, wind energy, the production that we get, the efficiency that we have, the cost that we've been able to take out over the years has allowed us to come to Congress to say, look, we don't want to stop and start any more than you do. We don't want to talk about it every year as part of an extenders mm-hmm. package. Let's take this out yeah. on a responsible basis for the five years. And that's what we, that's what we need to do. And we're yeah. willing to do that. We made that deal. Who's driving this? Where's the, where's the impetus coming from? You know, I, I, I don't know that. And I'm not a politician. I guess mm-hmm. I'm not here to talk politics as much as I am to, to talk about the jobs and things that are, that are mm-hmm. at stake. What I would say is, I don't know if you've had a chance to interview Senator Thune on this issue or mm-hmm. just in general, but I would invite you to do so. I was with him a couple of months ago, and he has been very supportive in keeping the, the, the terms of the 2015 uh, agreement that we made. In fact, mm-hmm. he was one of the champions on the Republican side who said, look, guys, I'm for it, but I want to phase it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was one of the first Republicans in the Senate to come out and say, I'm all for this bill if we can phase it down responsibly. And so he has been a champion for us on this issue. And just last week, he and a couple of other key senators said, look, we need to keep this deal with the wind industry. Yeah. It's, as you said, it's, it's uh, at times brought everything to a halt when the uh, tax credit has gone away. What, if this goes through, and if, if you have guys like Senator Thune on your side, you got a pretty good fighting chance. But if it were to go through in some form, would it mean just the immediate shrinking of the industry? Or the, it's not the end of the industry so much, but what does it mean reality-wise on the ground? Well, the reality of it is that those 60,000 factory jobs and construction jobs are, are definitely a risk. And the markets have already re- reacted negatively to the bill's release. And, you know, wind energy stocks are down. But that's really the story is we have $50 billion of current investment we have something between 10 and 13 gigawatts of wind in, you know, in the works right now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of jobs active in your community and in communities from, you know, mostly in the center of the country that are, you know, 
really important, obviously, when you're trying to rebuild an economy. And, you know, we just sit just aside in Brandon, a factory that's making wind towers out of American-made steel. They have three or 400 really good jobs there. All mm-hmm. of that will be at risk in mm-hmm. your community and, and, and others across the country. Yeah, well, we see the blades and the towers going out on the semis on a regular basis. So it's there's a, there's a visual component for us here in Sioux Falls. So, uh, Mr. Purcell, John Purcell, Vice President of the Wind Energy at Lico Steel. I really appreciate you taking a few moments to update us on this issue, and we'll be watching it. Well, I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Thanks. No problem. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Looking good on TV and sounding fabulous on the radio. Brian Kilmeade, After Chat.